The wait is over and Texas hockey is back, bigger and better than ever. You won't want to miss a single shot, hit, or save. Experience the intensity of Dallas Stars hockey at American Airlines Center this season and secure your seats at DallasStars.com. Welcome to the Podman Rush, the official podcast of the Dallas Stars. Here's your host, Daryl Razor Ray. Hello. Hello. Uh, the regular season half doff arrived. And so has the third installment of this year's Podman Rush, where we loosely adhere to the mantra, a smart person knows what to say, a wise person knows whether to say it or not. Good morning, Mike. Hello, Daryl. So the season opener, a nice little 2-1 shootout win over the Blues little misfiry perhaps at times i would say not overall that sharp although individually there were some guys that were i i don't know whether you posed the question mike heika or who it was in the post game but i always love coach speak and with pete DeBoer, when he answers we'll we'll look at the tape tomorrow <laughs> in past <laughs> That's kind of seems to be his way of saying it wasn't great. It wasn't great, uh, but you got the win. And uh, there's obviously some things that are going to have to be cleaned up a little bit. The other thing that always comes to mind, and he's not the only coach that says he's not the only person involved in sports that says it. There is no tape anymore. <laughs> there are no VHSs. It's all no. digital, right? Yes. It's yeah. funny when they get the iPods passed back on the plane. And like, it's not just an iPod. It's your iPod. Here's your tape. Here's your tape. And they're all different. So it's not like you're just sitting here watching the game or whatever. You're watching your shifts that are broken down into things you need to learn. It would really be something if it was an iPod, Mike. I think you mean or whatever iPad. it is, iPad. One of those. Come on, it's twenty twenty-three, Mike. Get, get with the program. Uh, your takeaways from the big opener at AAC? Uh, I was the one who did ask that question, and I think I was a little too positive uh, for young Pete. Uh, but I actually did see it in a positive way because there were challenges. Uh, there were tests, so to speak, and I thought they passed them. Um, I thought Jake was really good. Uh, I thought the they had some really bad moments in the second period, but then they came back in the third period and had a lot of good moments. I thought they did what they wanted to do in overtime. They had the better scoring chances. Bennington was great. And then they, they cashed in in, in the uh, shootout. So, I really did. I looked at the whole thing as a positive experience. Uh, obviously, it was not 100% perfect, but every time something bad happened, they seemed to have an answer for it. Yeah, go, look, goaltending was a part of the outcome, uh, both good and and bad, right? The, yeah. They would have supposedly scored more and maybe had more control over the game if not for Bennington being as good as he was for them. And he was great. Yes. Man, he's played terrific at American Airlines Center recently. Like, just really hard to beat. That finale of the regular season last year, even the preseason game this year, he, you know, he slammed the door and shut him out in that one uh, and got his club through some pretty mucky moments 
in that game and and at least earned a point, bowed out in the shootout. But Jake outdueled him, and Ottinger looked really crisp. Uh, my power play in OT rant. I don't I don't know if you caught it or not. I Mike. did. Yeah, I mean, I've mentioned it before, and look, they they win it in a shootout, but if they hadn't. I, I I just think that's an easy thing to change. I, and I think it should be changed by the NHL, where if if you're on the power play in overtime, you get to fulfill the allotted time. Uh, that if it's a two-minute power play and, and the penalty was taken with 30 seconds to go, they add a minute and a half. Uh, and then it's just another buzzer. Like if if you don't score in that time, then buzzer goes off and and you go to the shootout. But the idea that you're, the other team perhaps saves a goal and takes the penalty, and then you only get like 13 seconds of power play time or whatever it might be. This time it was, what, 43 seconds, I think? The Stars yeah. came close to scoring. I don't know. It just seems like one of those things that they could do. Everybody loves three-on-three overtime. They want games to end in overtime, not in shootouts. So why would you allow that? To happen, I don't. I don't get it. Here's my prediction: that rule will happen at some point in time. Oh, I don't believe you. Yeah. They don't. They don't listen to anything I say, Mike. It <laughs> they takes me messed, off to they, no end. They have messed up the uh, red line. I will say that. <laughs> That's a simple fix. They don't do it. <laughs> uh, the other thing I'd mention from the opener is Matt Duchesne's impact. He he scored. He's. He's going to be a problem for opposing netminders come shootouts. Yes. Uh, and it, man, that one smelled a little bit of the old days when it was Zubov and UC Okun and bang, bang. You get uh, the assassin, Jason Robertson, out of the one hole. He loves it, scores all the time. You know, go back. It's funny. I was thinking the other night that you go back to the beginning of, of last year with the shootouts. He didn't go first, right? I don't with think the so, new no. coaching staff. I think it was Joe, wasn't it? Then it was just like, you guys might be overthinking it. And then all of a sudden there was Robo back at the number one, the leadoff. Uh, and then Duchesne after that, a pretty goal, ends up with the shootout winner. And, uh, and uh, you know, there were some moments within the game. I'm sure it was a weird one uh, for him in, in an opener and, you know, the the lines have, have not had a ton of time together because of the three centers that have been injured, which brings me up uh, or to my uh, precocious sophomore, who is my pod man of the week. Lots of guys had good games. I loved Wyatt Johnston's game. I thought he was fantastic. You know, so was the captain, but the two of them are synonymous with one another. I just think Wyatt overall, all the way through, and he's he's such a gamer, and he loves the moment, and I don't think there's going to be any sophomore slip with this kid. I thought he was fantastic. He's my pod man of the week. You? That's a good pick. Uh, I wrote about him today. I asked Jamie about him, and uh, Jamie had some really – because I said, okay, is is it just hockey sense or is it more? He goes, no, he's got great hands. He's a great skater. Uh, he's very tenacious. He uh, he wants to win puck battles. Yeah, he's competitive um, on the puck. Yeah, he's very yes. competitive. That's exactly it. And, you know, because you look at him, you go, eh, he's not that fast. He, you know, he doesn't look like he's highly skilled. He's not big. What? 
I don't think he does at times. I mean, you watch Stan Coven oh and you God. watch his hands. Oh my God, and Mike, you need to get the phone out of your eyes. I need to. I agree. He's number. But I'm saying he's number fifty-three, off, Mike. If you want to watch, he doesn't jump off the sixty-three. Would I say fifty-three? No, you said fifty-three. Is he sixty-three? Because he jumps off the ice. Sixty-three just jumps off the ice, doesn't he? I'm joking. Well, he jumped back onto that line mid-game. <laughs> no, for, that didn't last very long. No, it did not. I was like, you know what? Let's go to one line that we know we have some serious chemistry on with Rope Hintz missing the, the opener. And that that's the other thing. Look, it, great players all around on that line. You know, Joe Pavelski's yeah. a Hall of Famer. Jason Robertson is the face of this franchise right now and, and close to a 50 goal score last year. But the driver of the top line is Rope Hintz because of his pace, because of his two way play, and then the skills that go along with it. And I, I thought it was kind of evident in game number one, like Robo didn't have a shot. I know uh, Joe had some scoring chances, probably should have scored a couple goals uh, in the game. And, uh, but Robo didn't have anything. And it just seems like hints, hints is a, a little magic, uh, spoon that stirs it there in the middle to me. So, yeah, it's a good point. And, and he's just, a, I mean, talk about skills that jump off the page, big, fast, just mm. really good. Mm. Now, can I go to my mm. pod, man? Miro. Hmm. He's just so quietly good. 27, 28 minutes of ice time. They're well, still trying. Well, it did. But they're still trying to find the answer there in that back end. And he just, he is the answer. He's always the answer. He is and the answer. Pete, Pete said in the, in the, uh, <laughs> Uh, he goes in the post game, he goes, you know, we really, we talked about, we, we need to cut these minutes down a little bit. We, he goes, and then we did uh 27, 59 or 26, 59. And, and he said, you know, sometimes you just have to play him. Yeah. You look up and you go, Oh, well, we need Miro. And he doesn't seem to mind it. So I, I like Miro Haskinen. That's just, it's a statement. I, it's opinion. It's not fact, but I just like him. It's a pod man is what it is. He's the, he's is. the, an, we'll call him the answer then. Okay. Right. He's, he's the Allen yeah. Iverson of, yep. of NHL defenseman. So, uh, they win a game, hang a banner, go to Coachella. Is that the deal? Is was that kind of the, <laughs> kind of a crazy start? It is our, a little bit. Our podcast to game play ratio is three to one now. <laughs> That's right. Uh, Pete explained it by saying that whatever they had planned, apparently some concerts at AAC got in the way and they just looked at each other and said, we can't just sit here in Frisco for another four days. And because they'd been, you know, what, I think 17 oh days, God. you know, yes. from, the, from the time they came from Cedar Park to the, the game day or the day they left on whatever that was Friday, it was 17 days in Frisco. Yeah. And he just said, we, we can't stay here. We got to go do something. And the other, I thought, interesting thing about all this is nobody else went. Not management, not, uh, I don't even think PR's there. Uh, no media people are there. It's just the players and coaches. Hmm. I love that they're having the bonding getaway. Yes. I, I recall poo-pooing them for not doing this in past. And... 
Look, when you when you look at hockey, hockey is unlike other sports in that it's shifts of playing offense and defense with the potential for violence. That's essentially what it is, right? Yes. So you need to be tight. You need to know the guy next to you. And you need to know that he's there for you while he needs to know that you're there for him. It's it's a lot of like accountability and brotherhood in this sport and and it's different than the other ones. It just is. And that's why making sure that your guys know one another, care for one another, play for one another. Uh, you know, it, it's maybe it feels to others like it's overplayed and all that, but I, I think these bonding getaways are, are really important. And, you know, there've been times in past where you try to do it while you're playing games, you, you know, an early Western Canadian road trip or something like that, where they're all together and you're playing games. Yeah. But if it's a busy one, you're, you're basically just recovering for game from games, preparing for games. There might be a, a day in, in the mix where you can just get together away from the rank and do some other stuff in that. But, uh, th- this was, this was very good. I, I, I applaud this and I hope, hope to see it pay, uh, not only immediate dividends, but certainly long-term <laughs> dividends for yes, this team. Certainly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. One thing I've learned over the years is that every team is different. And as much as this only has really three new faces, you know, from this year and three that went out, right. it's, yeah. it's a different team. Uh, one of the things Luke Glendening said at the end of last year was he didn't want the season to end. You know, because they had gotten down 3-0 and everybody was looking around like, okay, it's over, yada, yada. And he was like, I don't want this to end because it's never going to be this group again. And he may have known that, you know, he was going out and everything right. like that. But but he was saying, he goes, it's never going to be this group again. And I really like this group. And every year is different. And yeah. so, you know. Duchesne or Steele or Smith, they could add a difference. Some guy who comes up in the middle of the year gets traded here, he could make a difference. Uh, so, yeah, the bonding's important because this team's different than last year's team. Agreed. Are you an app aficionado by any stretch of the imagination? No. Well, Does let that me have tell to you. do with te- technology? Let me tell you about the Dallas Stars app. Check out Texas Hockey's digital home by downloading the Dallas Stars app powered by AT&T. The Dallas Stars app is your go-to place to manage tickets, the latest team news, and more. Download it now in the App Store or Google Play Store. Is that where you get first exposure to the podcast too? And I'm they not like sure. Send it, they re- they send it. Somebody was complaining to me that the website and... All kinds of things. The league website has been redone again. They do it all the time there. Yes, they do. And then it, it it takes like a month to figure out where everything is again. It's a little game they play with us, I think. They toy with our visual and dexterity emotions. It's it's all making things better. Well, maybe you'll you'll pump something out in this category. Any opening week hot hike it takes? Ooh, a hot take for me. Huh. Um, yes, I'm very excited to see these lines together 
for a little bit. And and maybe we got spoiled last year. God, you love the, lines. What is with I you love scribes lines. and lines? It's there's chemistry there. And there's It's like oxygen to you clowns. Okay, it is. Uh, it gives us something to write about. And plus, I just, I like watching it. I like watching, you mentioned it early on, I like watching the top line with Hintz and Pavelski and, and just how quick it comes together. Uh, you know, they will have moments where they just know where everybody is and then they can just play without even thinking. And that's really fun to watch. And then two, I really think the uh, Johnston, Ben, the dying off live is going to be a good, it was a great line last year at the end. And it's going to be a great line this year. And then three, what do we got? Like we got Sagan and Duchesne on your quote unquote third line. That could be really good. And I'm not sure if Mason Marchman's a guy to be up there. I don't know if they have some other answer, some other piece that fits better. Uh, but I'm really curious to see how those guys fit together because really, uh, Duchesne and Sagan haven't played much at all together. Uh, so it's, it's not really a rant or a hot take, but if this, like if Tuesday's game is what we think it's going to be, and if they can keep that together for a while, I I do think it's going to be really fun to watch. Mike, that was more an observation than a hot take. Sorry about that. You know what? I'll step in. It's okay. Okay. We knew it this. Did we miss your hot take last, last week? My razor rant. That's yeah. coming up. I'll, I'll get okay. to that in a second. Okay, but I want a hot take right now. Well, it's okay. I don't think the NHL and national media partners have paid enough attention to Connor Bedard's arrival. <laughs> <laughs> if, if Canada had a Saturday Night Live, that would be the opening bit, just like it was with Taylor Swift on SNL this week. I mean... It has bordered on ridiculous, Mike. <laughs> they are mauling the puppy. That's what they're doing. They're mauling the puppy. He's in Toronto tonight. Yeah. Can you imagine what that's going to be like? But it was like every national media uh, television outlet had his game, and they had the entire tease on him, the interview between periods with him, the tracker within the game on him. Like it was overkill again. He's, ha- he's mauling, handled it pretty well. Mauling the puppy. Oh, he's handled it great, yeah. but it's too much. Oh, I agree. It's, it's too much. It's too much. And, uh, I, I look, I love watching him shoot a puck too, but my God, really? I'll go one further because I was watching the the baseball analysis yesterday. We are just far too much into broadcasting and details. Like they were showing shifting weight and how you do this. And, you know, it's just like at some point in time, we just want to watch the game. Yeah. Just, you know, hey, let's just watch the game. You know, that that might be fun. Is that a shot at me? Is that a shot at analysts? No, that was that was a shot at the ESPN or Fox One's baseball analyst of and then the the studio stuff where you have a guy in a suit you know in a a batting field yeah in a playing field or in goal (laughs) you know not a fan and you're just like okay i get it this is really interesting stuff can we just watch the guy play and and you know i understand you're explaining this but you know you played 20 years ago so i'm not exactly sure what you did 20 years ago applies to what they're going to be doing in the game tonight 
Oh, look at you. You're you're like one of those eggheads on X. That's what you are. All right. You want the rant? I'll sure. go quickly. I'll go quickly. Look, and this follows in the same vein. You know what hockey needs? Hockey, hockey needs a charismatic best player. Like the best player in the sport be a charismatic uh, individual that can that can sort of harness or or uh, herd the casuals, the the hardcores, the you know just a little bit more of a of a pop culture icon type. You know what I mean? Yeah. So because when you look at it, like from Gretzky to Lemieux to Crosby to McDavid and now Bedard. They've all been kind of aw shucks, polite, quiet, vanilla superstars. Phenomenal and courteous and all that stuff. Like just fantabulous on the ice, but kind of yawn inducing off of it. And, you know, you you throw Ovechkin in there. OV has been a bit bit more of what you're thinking of in this category, but he's Russian. Yeah. For a while, he struggled to, you know, speak English in that. So, the NHL needs a cocky, swaggering American to ignite interest. That's that's my hot take. That's my rant. This is sports entertainment. You know where there's a hope, but then again, there's a caveat attached to it. Matthews, Pablo, up there with the Maple Leafs, right? Back-to-back Hatties to start the season. A guy that hangs with the Beebs. But what are we dealing with, Mike? We're dealing with the Canadian city. It's the most American Canadian city, Toronto. But you're still you're still dealing with, with that. So, you know, the the ratings machines that they're all concerned with, you put on a Leaf game and, you know, half your audience doesn't register because it's Canadian. Right? Yeah. Where are we going to find this guy? Well, I have a suggestion, but I don't think it's going to work. I'll tell you uh, what. There's a good California kid in the locker room here who, when he's with his teammates, is the snarkiest, just trash-talking kid you've ever met in your life. And yet you turn on the camera, and now he's been trained to say, okay, I'm just going to say the right things. That's, and and like there that. you go. There right. you go. Because when he's in the locker room or he's on the practice ice with Ottinger and with uh, Delandria and with Erratic Foxa, he is just trash talking everybody. Jason Robertson is. But as soon as the cameras come on, he's been trained. That's not how you do it. You, you know, you have manners and you do this politely and you don't, mm. you know, you don't poke the bear. Uh, but it's funny watching him because I was asking Radic about practice and, and, and asking Jason about practice and what, how they go at each other. And Jason's like, well, he's got to be better. <laughs> You're like, well, why don't you say that on camera? <laughs> <laughs> so he, he could be the guy if you wanted him to be, but I don't think he's uh, ever going to change that, uh, that media personality he has. Yeah, it's too bad. I just want him to get out of there. Get out of their their conservative comfort zones with the media and just have yes. at it. I, easy for us to say, right? Correct. Well, <laughs> it's funny. For, yes, Mike. Craig Ludwig said one thing one time, 
And he said that Bob Gainey said it to him and that because he was saying, you know, well, we don't do this and we don't do that. And he goes, why are you telling me this? Why don't you tell the team? And he and he looked at Bob like, what? And he goes, you know why you don't tell the team? He goes, because then you're putting your neck on the line. Then if you say that to us, if you say that to the media, then you better perform. And it's a hard thing to do. So that's a Craig Ledwig story about Bob Gainey. Yeah, boy, you're really dropping up a name this morning. That's my hot take. Way to go. <laughs> Look, maybe that individual we speak of is about to start the journey in the Dallas Stars Rookies program. You know, anyone can learn to play hockey by participating in the Dallas Stars Rookie program presented by Whataburger. All equipment is provided. No experience is necessary for this free five-week program. Free. Only five weeks. You could be on a path to becoming said international hockey and sports entertainment icon that we speak of. If you want to learn more today, just visit DallasStars.com slash rookies. God, I'm nailing the reads today. Pretty good Who knows? for a you Monday could, morning. You could end up dating the future Taylor Swift. Pretty good for a Monday morning. I'll tell you that. So into Vegas to start week two. It's kind of crazy that they've played just one meaningful game since bowing out to that Stanley Cup champion and that stunning whimper of a game six in the Western Conference final at American Airlines Center. Uh, They're going to get the Cup champs with a severely thin decor, it looks like. So what ifs and what does this meeting really mean? Probably going to be headlines and storylines going into the the contest Tuesday night at the fortress. What if, what if, right? What, what if they'd have won in OT? That's, I think that's yeah, either one of the first two. Yeah. I think that's everybody's biggest. What if, what if they'd have won game one in overtime? What if they'd have taken game two in yeah. OT? Then what? No, even game two in regulation. What was it? 40 seconds left or whatever. They yeah. let it get tied up. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it, I look at that and then the fact that they got down one nothing in game three and then everything unraveled after that. But had that, had it been a one one series and they were down one nothing, you know, I don't know. Maybe Jamie wouldn't have done what he did and maybe it would have been a completely different series. So, this meeting, what does it really mean, Mike? It's two points. It's two points, right? Does it mean more than that? I think so, because I think there's a potential that this is their new rival. I mean, it could be Colorado, but I think there's a real chance that them and Vegas are are going to see each other in the playoffs at some point. Yeah, well, I mean, but yeah, maybe. But what other point can you really make? I mean, if you think the last year, they throttled the Knights and stunned yep. the Knights late and beat the Knights in overtime in the regular season. And then lost in six in the playoffs. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, no, it can, playoffs it is can a mean, completely different beast. I, yeah, like it, it can mean a lot about your about your team game, and it is two points against teams in, in the Western Conference and all that stuff. But 
Look, if you win the game on Tuesday night, they're not going to, you know, curl up the banner and give back the rings or anything, right? So No. Uh, but it is, yeah, I mean, there are some games that have a little more mm, to them than others, and and this is certainly one coming off of the massive bonding that they've they've uh, undertaken in uh in Palm Springs, Palm Springs, Palm Desert. Where were they? Palm uh, I'm not exactly sure. I'm not familiar with that area. Yeah, of the no, desert. No. I don't know. We've been we've been on blackout for a while now. Yes, indeed. <laughs> uh, the one interesting thing about this is when you come out of this, I think there is a real understanding how long the season is because everybody says, "Oh, we want to get right back to the playoffs." Yeah. So this is kind of a taste of it, right? You're like, "Okay, we're right back there. We're right here. We're here." And then win or lose, you're like, "Oh, 80 more games to go." And so I think that's important. I think that you you need that realization that this is a grind. And uh, so go have fun, go play yeah. the best game you can play and then, "Oh, look, you're in Anaheim two nights later." Yeah. Uh just a quick search of the Stanley Cup betting odds. Since it is going to be a game in Vegas, why not? Yes. Why not? Why not look at what the odds are? Uh, so they have the they. Uh, what's this one? FanDuel. They have Colorado as the favorite at plus eight hundred. You know who's number two? Toronto. Yeah. Yeah. They they get money. They're like the Cowboys. And they always get money. <laughs> they're they're at two along with Carolina, who the Ducks slapped around last night. And then you have uh, three teams, four teams tied at plus 1,100. Stars, Devils, defending Cup Champ Knights, and the Edmonton Oilers. And that's that's the group. Are we allowed to lay money on our t- own team? What are, what are the rules in the Nobody's National Nobody's ever Hockey told League? me not to, but... I'm not very good at uh, gambling, and I don't have a lot of money. So that kind of those are my <laughs> those are my parameters. Really, really going to crimp your ability to lay a <laughs> little something down. All right. All right. Can I tell you another weird story? Just because this is what the people yes. on the podcast people wanna, love. People want to leave. So they Mike might Don- leave. They might leave mid story here, but go ahead, Mike. Mike Donnelly, a Michigan State product, I believe, uh, loved betting on the Big Ten. Uh, this way back in the day, this would have been what, 95, 96. And uh, so I kept giving him information to say, you know, hey, why don't you bet this, this and this? And I look at him and they'd come through. And I went five weeks where I was I would have been raking in the cash. And I asked him, I said, well, how do I bet real money on this? And he goes, well, how much do you have to spend? I go, not much. He goes, well, what if you lose it? And I go, I'd be in trouble. And he goes, well, then no, you're not betting money on games if you don't have much to spend and you'd be in trouble if you lose it. So I got that advice way back then from a pro gambler like Mike Donnelly and a professional hockey player. Well, thanks for sharing that, Mike. I, I it it makes all... me laugh. It's an, it, He was funny just because he thought like I was an idiot that I didn't understand that you yeah. actually lose money when you lose yeah. a bet. <laughs> yeah. We're wager smarter because of that, Mike. Yes. Thank you. There you go. Uh, and it is it is a good cautionary tale for everyone out there that you do need to have the funds to lose in order to venture to gain. Correct. Yeah. Otherwise, just use like fake Monopoly money and... Crypto. And then just puff your chest out that you pick the winners 
just have that. That's your, that is your winnings. Is it's just the knowledge that you knew. You knew Mike Ica. All right, we're off to Sin City. The boys are bonded like dental cement. The games at the Fortress, always something else, right? Great venue. So was American Airlines Center the other night. Yes. Oh, that it turns into a humdinger in overtime, doesn't it? Yes. It does. And the new, the new seats, the new scoreboard, the new law, it just it feels really good. Yeah, it was good. So they they take on the the Golden Knights, and then it's the flightless ducks in Anaheim and the climbing off the tarmac flyers at home uh, before the Stars Hall of Fame gala. Is it gala or gala? I never know. I always say gala. Okay. On Sunday, Hitchcock and Belfour going into the Hall of Fame. We'll be back to chat about that, other goings-on in Starsland, uh, more tips on betting from Mike Heike. We'll do all of that next week. We'll see what Mike did at the tables tonight. Uh, remember, you can follow, right? You can follow Mike Heike's. And, and listen to me, Mike, th- this is not a critique of your work. This is just a statement of fact. You can follow Mike Heike's dreadfully dull and cursory tweets on X during games at Mike Heike. At Mike Heike. At Mike Heike. But you're not trying to be fascinating during the game. You're just pumping out information, right? I try to be, yeah. Oh, do you? Do, I mean, do you want me to try to be fascinating? I try to try to be quick. Uh, keep yourself gainfully employed. Do that okay. first. I'll do that. Then, okay. Then don't maybe venture into that territory after. And and my post game Daryl Vations on Instagram at Razor the number four real. That's where you can catch us. I'm going to have to go follow As if people haven't had enough of us already. So, uh, Mike, thanks for getting up early and doing this. Uh, Safe travels. We'll see you in Sin City. Uh, Thanks for listening to all of you out there. Tell a friend. And uh, as always, you want to say bye to T. Holy? Hey, Tom. I don't appreciate that stuff that Daryl said about you. And always, 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 go stars. You've been listening to the Podman Rush with Daryl Razor Ray, an official production of the Dallas Stars. To stay up to date on all things stars, visit DallasStars.com or download the official Dallas Stars app today. We done! Everything is bigger and better in Texas, including Dallas Stars Victory Club memberships presented by Lexus. Victory Club honors generations of the most devoted Stars fans with bigger savings, better perks, and unbeatable flexibility. Become a part of history and join the loudest, greatest, and most dynamic Dallas fans by becoming a Victory Club member today. Visit DallasStars.com for more info.